Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hot Sexy Fly. I am your host, Shayla Glenn, opening up with our second season. Alrighty, I am super excited to introduce our guest today. Been a long time coming, Mr. Nikki Jones. How are you doing? Okay. Little nervous. That's okay. It's it's definitely a big deal to be the opener, but I trust in you. I trust in your art, and to me. You are the biggest deal to open up the pod. Um, all right. Well, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and what do you do? Um, my actual name is Nicholas Young. Um, I go by Nikki. It's a long story behind that, but I'll make story short. Um, my grandmother and people who was dearly to me actually called me Nikki, and I just wanted to keep that alive. Definitely to those who actually passed, they actually used to call me that. Um, I'm an artist overall, and Born, well, I don't want to say raised no more because I moved down here a while back. But I'm yeah, from yeah. Washington and moved down to NC probably some time ago now. Probably, I'll probably say I'm a native, to be honest. Native of NC. Yeah, a native of NC Greensboro. Okay, you say artist overall. What is some of the stuff that you do in the art world? Um, when it comes to arts, uh, I kind of revolve around everything almost. I try to stick to just me overall like what really draws my attention is from fashion photography um some people may even think like nowadays uh, mechanic work and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's definitely an art to me as well um, god it's an art to me that's for sure it's <laughs> impressive <laughs> yeah it's a lot to it and then it's a um and also comes to interior design and drawing and stuff like that like i do a lot and sometimes i catch myself on the because I do too much. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But you're a renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, we got a lot of work with, a lot to talk about today. Um, so I want to definitely jump into one of the things that you had talked about. You said photography. Mm-hmm. So how would you define your specific photography style, your aesthetic? Um, when it comes to photography, I really don't know where to really put myself in the photography world. When it comes to photography... I enjoy fashion photography more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and also street photography. I'd be trying to mold everything into one. Like really just try to pick out where to start from. Um, but what really captures my attention is mostly like street photography and fashion photography. Mm-hmm. But I will take pictures of anything. Like I'll pick up my phone <laughs> if I have to. Like, yeah, I've seen it. So I mean, it's just all about just taking pictures and I just love taking photos. I don't really care what it may be. I don't care who it may be. Mm-hmm. Why? Why specifically? And sorry to interrupt. Why specifically, like fashion and street, street fashion? I know you good though, but um, fashion always been a part of my life. Even when I was young, I remember when my mom used to take me to, like me and my sister to like the fashion districts and stuff when we was younger. Like always, like take us into Gucci and Louis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, it always captured my eye definitely seeing like details and stuff like that and street photography caught my attention when it was just i like just to take pictures and when people not paying attention because it gives more authentic yeah i can't really say it. <laughs> it brings more authentic to a photo um like when someone's not really paying attention it brings the best of the photo in my opinion it's mm-hmm. rather than 
trying to set up things and tell people like, oh, angle this way or look at this direction and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's just better for me. And that's why I really enjoy both of them. But trying to mold it together is kind of the hard part because yeah. fashion photography, it's like you got to tell them what to do and like how to angle and stuff like that. And it's just, that's what really gets me. Like that's the point where it's like kind of hard. Mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting that you speak about you know, being brought up in the fashion district and looking at couture specifically, like very high-end shit, like Gucci and all that stuff. Yeah. But the fashion that you're looking at, and correct me if I'm wrong, is street fashion like invested in those high brands, you know, those highbrow brands? It is, it is. A lot of people don't know, a lot of them big brands that are like known to this day, they actually got inspiration from people just walking on the street. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I watched this uh, documentary and like how fashion really became fashion. Um, like some of the big trends that you see that they be doing is from people from off the streets. Mm -hmm. It's like, it turns into like a real molding. Like that's where I'm trying to like, really try to piece things together and really try to get it. Mm -hmm. Like really understanding, I'm still a student at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm still trying to understand a lot, but right now, I definitely understand somewhat, but still learning. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all I can really say, just still learning. Of course. And uh, how would you personally describe your style? Tell the viewers what you got up <laughs> What's the What's the look? Well, so today I have on 424 Adidas with my them tears jeans mm -hmm. love the pants my favorite shirt i heart dc you know? oh cool home to yep home to the family yeah and then i got my hat on with barriers like i just love supporting black businesses mm -hmm. as well that's that's what i definitely can say but my style i really can't really define it i just throw on things and just walk out the house interesting I I disagree with you. I mean, like, I feel like, yeah, your style is definitely multidimensional. It's not something that I, I can look at, and, like, pick and go, oh, that's Part B. Oh, that's, you know what I mean? If I had another definition, I would use it. But, um, I know, it's very, like, it's not, it's, it's street, but it's something else. You know what I mean? Because you do a lot of T-shirts and you do a lot of the hats. But you add something that's so specifically you. You know what I mean? That you create to it. There's a word for it. And I will find it later. <laughs> and I will find it later. Anyway, but I, you just want to say stylish in general. I could say that, but I would put myself in minimalism. Minimalism. Yeah, I would definitely probably say minimalism at the end of the day. Because I really don't mind wearing a basic t-shirt. Mm -hmm. Like, really, just go to the Dollar Tree and go get a, a Dollar t-shirt. So... So you're not into the like having those LA magician rings where your like your hands are just covered, head to toe. It depends on how I'm feeling about that day. Mm -hmm. Like that's where I really like try to get my fits is like how I'm feeling that day. Okay. If I'm feeling like gloomy and stuff like that, I'll throw on something just like what really speaks for my emotion. Mm -hmm. but. You know what? It's retro. That's what the word I was looking for. Retro. It's retro because <laughs> you be stepping out sometimes, and I think that's a look from the '60s or something. But also, it's with retro with a modern twist. Yeah, because um, some people be trying to do retro fully, like 
like, oh, I had to throw in the boots with this. And I'm like, not really. Like, I try to mix it in with, like, the newer age and try to really look brands I actually really admire. Um, but I would definitely try to stick around what my heart really wants. And that is minimalism, retro, like you said. Mm-hmm. But, like, cause I don't, like I said, I don't mind just throwing, like, something simple. They kept it simple back then. Okay. Life could be so simple. Um, this is actually a great segue to our next question. Where do you get your inspiration? We'll start with style because we were already on that topic. Hmm. Like when it comes to like fashion? or mm-hmm. I mean, it could be anything, honestly. So when it comes to inspiration, life, you know, that's my, one of my biggest inspirations is living. Like, most people will probably say the inspirations that are coming from individuals and stuff like that but I'm more of a homebody I don't really do much I really stay to myself and just living is really like my inspo but when it comes to like just in particular when it comes to fashion now fashion I'll probably say I really admire like London fashion Mm. like I don't know like just how they really let just keep it cool with the tracksuits and Adidas tracksuits and stuff or the Puma tracksuits. I really admire it. And then it's like the 80s. Um, you like a little Vivian Westwood? You know, that the, the Sex Pistols, the Punks, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like all of that. And then the 80s drug dealer, old school cars and yeah. stuff like that. Like, that's that look? Um, it's not a, the 80s pimp off the street with the with the coat mm-hmm. you know what i mean love that look no one of my biggest inspirational movies ever is paid in full people don't understand how much inspiration i got from that movie and it's crazy just from the movie from the just the dressing the clothes like it was just a lot thinking about it and just the cars that mostly that's what really drew like because that was one of the things that actually really drew my attention was the cars mm-hmm. like I love like the old school E30s love my baby oh yeah let's get into it you work with cars but like specifically yeah. I mean you work with car car but like retro mm-hmm. why do you feel like it's important to give love to these you know old worn out cars so when it comes to that um some people when really disagree with me when I say this. I don't like to fully repair an old school car. Mm. I'm going to start with that now. Like, fully restore everything, lines and all. reason why I would not fully restore an old school vehicle because sometimes it's like them cars is meant to be driven. Mm-hmm. Like, some people be like, oh, it's like, like a sneakerhead, for instance. Like, I can't wear sneakers. and like, But you love sneakers. Mm. Show the people that you love the sneakers. Like, yeah. wear it. It's, it's meant to be worn. Like, all this stuff is like, Appreciate it for the time you have it rather than trying to just box it away and just try to hold on to it and keep it in a mint condition because mm-hmm. it will never last. None of this stuff will never last. But when it comes to old school cars, it's like I just admire the drive and minimize all the electronics and minimize all that extra things that you don't need in a mm-hmm. car that you have today like you really the excess yeah, the you 
you don't need all that. I mean, like, besides yeah. the airbag. Like, I drive cars with no airbags with no seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Just to, well, knock on wood. Damn. Yeah, don't, don't. don't I'll just knock on my head. Me. Knock That's on my head. Say, don't be me. You're not into those cars that, like, massage your back. And then no. they got, like, Wi-Fi no. in there. I like to get dirty. I like to get my hands dirty. I actually like to work on the car. Like, definitely in the age we live in now, we move into electric. I don't. Oh, like did you hear about that law with California? Yeah. How you feel about that? Broke my heart. To clarify to the viewers, California made a law saying that, I don't know what year it would be, but it's a very specific year, it would be illegal to drive a non-electric car. I know this less than eight years, though. I know that for a fact that, that he said that. But they already got so many emission laws already, though. That's yeah, crazy. but, like, climate change plays a big big deal in the car community that's the only downside about an automotive and a combustion engine it's like it's nice sounds nice mm -hmm. but that's the downside it's global warming is real <laughs> i mean one could argue and i will make this argument that you are being more sustainable by taking these old cars you know what i mean it's like going to a thrift shop and buying a leather jacket you're not contributing mm -hmm. to the factor of it was already produced and it was already made you know what i mean you're just giving it love yeah just giving it some real true love and, and just really admire something that you put your hard work into mm -hmm. and I don't know I gotta really thank my pops though my pops is the one who actually showed me how to work in cars and actually like showed me love for these old school cars I remember when he used to tell me this story <laughs> he used to tell me this story how he had a um he ended up saving all his money when he was like 14, saved all his money that summer working at the Y. And came to his mother, was like, Ma, I got my money to go buy a car now. Mm -hmm. Can you take me to go buy my car? She was like, No, I'm not going to take you to go buy your car, but you can give me the money to go get your car. Yeah. He said, I should have never did that, though. I was like, Why not? Because when I gave uh, my uh, mom that money, she went to go buy me. They didn't even buy him what he wanted. Mm. End up buying him a car that he didn't know how to drive. Brought him a stick. R.I.P. to that man. Yeah, brought him <laughs> a stick. It was a, I think she said it was 73Z, if I'm not mistaken. That was one of the funniest stories my father ever told me. Because he was like, I came home so excited. She was like, because she said she was about to go get me it. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted a Pathfinder. That was what he wanted. Pathfinder, but yeah. you're looking for real. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and you saw Pathfinder, oh man, nice little SUVs, but end up getting a Z stick that he didn't even know how to drive. He was like, I didn't know how to drive a stick, save my life. Mm. He was like, I, I had a car sat there for about four months, he didn't know how to drive. He said, One day he just said, Forget about it. And then, let alone look, driving in DC, oh, good luck, mm. good luck with that one because. Potholes up crazy, get people not drive. Right. And yeah. But that was I'm always gonna cherish that story my Bob on Pops. Because he definitely showed me to really like appreciate the little things. Definitely like, about that car though. He appreciated that car and then after he realized like it was something he didn't want, but it's something he ended up getting. Mm -hmm. He loved it. I'm glad you share that story. Mm. Um so my next question for you is going into the third phase of your artistry, um, your photography. <laughs> what is the inspiration? How did you get into that? Oh, man. 
When it comes to photography, uh, there's a lot, to be honest with you. Like, I remember being young around the time when, like, really just getting into cameras alone, not even just, like, uh, just actually, like, taking pictures. It was more like videography was probably the first thing that actually caught my eye when it came to cameras. Because I remember we, um, we used to have this old um, VHS camera my mom used to always carry with us. It was, um, it was a nice little decent one too. It's just like one of them like home, like you know, mm -hmm. just like just to keep uh, precious videos and stuff. I remember every trip we'd go on, she would take that with us. And just watching back and just looking at the videos and just actually taking the the VHS tapes out and just like mine just really intriguing. It's just like really it's just leaving me stuck and confused. Like how does this even play off a, a strip? Like, mm -hmm. That's what really caught my attention. And then over time, even when we would go on trips and my mom used to go to like CVS and go get one of the little simple the, um, disposable cameras. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then go back literally after she finished it, like we went to Disney World one time. And after we left there, we went straight to CVS and dropped it off for about an hour. Mm -hmm. That was a simple time and I loved it. And just getting back the just like the envelope with just the pictures. Oh my god, the weight that's what makes it great because you forget, yeah, yeah. And then it was just like seeing like the negatives and everything that's what really like caught my attention for like, um, for like film and stuff. Because I always just we had like this big tub, and I still do it too for my work, man. Just got a big tub of just negatives, just literally just pull it out, look at the light. I was like five, six years old just doing this, just like pulling out the tub, just looking at old photos, just looking at it off, like pulling it up. Mm -hmm. And it would bring back good memories. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh man, I remember taking that photo when my mom used to like make me take photos because I was always that person in the family that they would look to like, you know how to take good photos, take this photo. Yeah. I was like, bro, I'm only six years old. <laughs> I'm only six years old, why are you handing me a camera? I don't, I don't want to be in the photo. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the star of this. But then when it came to um, me getting older, around middle school, I ended up getting my first actual camera. Um, it was a film camera. And I remember I repaired that camera because I got that camera for $15 on eBay. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to come off this business because it was around the time like people were in your room. Like I admire old stuff always. And I remember sitting in, uh, in the computer lab looking at this camera. I was waiting for the bid to go down. It was like th three seconds to the end of the bid. I placed the bid on $15.20. Ended up fixing the camera. All it needed was a new shutter mm -hmm. and ended up fixing it. Fell in love with that camera. I was fixing cameras and stuff like that and didn't want to get rid of that one for some reason. So I was like, don't get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Don't get rid of it. So I ended up just playing around with it. Fell in love with it. Started taking more photos. Used to take that thing everywhere I go. Even when it came to going to school, like I used to walk to school with that camera. Like I remember being eighth grade, people used to be like, "Why you got this old camera? Like, what's like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you? What, what is that? Like, like I don't even know. It was it was fun to me. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I didn't care what anybody thought, but I really let that really affect me because. I could be somewhere further when it came to photography if I just stuck to it. Because I really put the camera down for a good couple of years. 
I mean, I do not blame you. That's it's hard. Yeah, it's expensive. Hard. It is. And it's not like we live, you know, it would be different if we lived in a place with more access. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean to film and developing and everything. I mean, despite the fact that you do develop your own thing, your own stuff, it's still like it feels very much like a a a highbrow thing to be able to do and say that you do that you work with film. And I mean, you know, I don't think like I know I have not worked with film photography as long as you have, but I definitely feel like I need to take a break because it's just it gets overwhelming. It definitely do. Um, mm-hmm. To anybody actually really trying to get into developing and just shooting film, I mean, I understand it's a really big thing now. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, aspect of the prices. That's yeah, what happened. It's kind of hard to get to get an actual decent role and just go in the store and go buy some now. Mm-hmm. But around the time when it was like people ain't really cared for it, I would say like it's fun, but it's also like tedious and it gets you really frustrated at times. Because I ain't gonna sit here and lie, I messed up a lot of roles. Mm-hmm. I messed up a good handful of roles, some decent, and I'm talking about decent work, and good people like people that are like I will probably never come across again like I'm like man I really lost that like yeah and that really break my heart just to pull out the canister and just have a blank roll like mm-hmm. that's like devastating I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy I I feel okay. you <laughs> did you start carrying up um like a backup digital around that time I don't know it's it was like it was just gone forever like I rarely shoot digital but lately, I, I've been on it, though, just because I, I've been trying to get consistent work. Mm-hmm. But, nah, I will always have love for like film. I, of course. I just can't put it down. I just can't. It's gorgeous. I mean, it's so difficult to explain, like, the warmth and the grit. You know what I mean? And also not knowing what you're going to get is the biggest That's thing. That's why I love it, because yeah. it's just the, the unknowing. Like, mm-hmm. it's the fun part. It's just like, hmm. And then when you get the negative back, you actually do be, like, satisfied. And when you get that shot, the money shot, and you see that. Oh, man. No, it's, like, the craziest thing is I know when I get the money shot. Mm -hmm. Every time I take a photo and I'm about close to, if I'm even on an SD card, like, if I'm almost full, I'm, like, I got my money shot. I'm Mm -hmm. good. And every time I get my money shot, I always go. I'm like, I'm good, man. I got got the money shot. That's, like, winning a lottery ticket. Like, that's a winning lottery ticket. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Um, and just to circle back on what you were saying about like needing to take breaks from uh, film photography, I think that film photography is one of those arts that's not like there's not a lot of reward in the in the tangible sense, right? Mm-hmm. So like with musicians, you're gonna see a crowd applaud for you. You know what I mean? You're going to be able to have your work like reap the rewards of your work like in person and feel the love and gratitude from other people. Not to say that, you know, when you send work to a client, they're going to be like, holy shit, this is amazing. Thank you so much. I love this. And that's great. And that's amazing. But you know what I mean? Like it's one of those humble works that you have to do and it's not always celebrated as much. Mm-hmm. What I can say though, why I really admire shooting film over digital and I would choose it anytime and any day because mm-hmm. it's the patience of it mm-hmm. it's the love for for it like when you have love it's like 
because patience is love. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like it is faith. Me just trying to be patient with it and understand that I have only a certain amount of shots. I have to figure out every way possible to not have the same look. Mm-hmm. That's why I love it so much. Just because even if you shoot on 35, you only get 36 to 30. Well, in my context, I get 37 shots. But I try to be very precise when I shoot. And when I shoot my mid format, you only get 10, 12. And mm-hmm. that's not a lot neither, but it gives me more time to be cautious when I'm shooting. Mm-hmm. And just really just be like, pay, like just really like hang on. Mm-hmm. Don't shoot anything. Like if you shoot film, don't shoot everything that you honestly see. To be honest, be very precise. That's why like you see like these big names and stuff like that. Like they be buying bulks of rolls and stuff like that. And like, they you, must be millionaires. Like, you don't <laughs> you don't need all that. Yeah. I'm like I'm promise you you don't need all that. You just honestly just stop thinking it's a digital mm-hmm. and actually know and go off of the knowledge that you have learned. You'll be you'll be straight. And I think you've said this to me, like, the the big key is light. Lighting. Oh, yeah, lighting, definitely. That's, like, I'm a photographer that likes to use natural light. I, I hate tainted light. I, like, I just despise tainted light. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I will use a natural light before anything. And it's just, like, because it gives me more room to be creative when it comes to cast the shadows and mm-hmm. contrast. That's why I like to play with cast the yeah, just like really like just really making a photo like dark here and then more brighter on the other side. Mm-hmm. Gives me more of that abstract look. Right. It and just like defined looks. Um, and then how do you go about developing this film? You know, as someone who does it yourself with no like lab or. <laughs> so earlier this year, I turned my room into a studio, like I fully turned that thing into a studio and actually turned my closet into dark room. Like, literally just, I used to be in there just like sitting there in the dark, three in the morning, just developing roles. And trust me, it, it, it gets hectic. Definitely in a small space mm-hmm. like that. But I get overwhelmed. Like, I really get overwhelmed when it comes to doing all this stuff in small spaces. But at the same time, I like being, like, in confined spaces. I don't know why. Hmm. I, really, I, I was like that kid that always liked to crawl in the beds and, like, be, like, in tight spaces. No, I get you. Like, I get you. I, I like, don't understand. It just It, it doesn't make sense. But, it like, it um, there's this tiny room in the Carmichael building that, like, I... I work at well because it has like equipment mm-hmm. that I can use for like um, my animation class. It's the tiniest room, you know what I mean? It's me and this Red Bull and four walls, and I'm trying my best. And I'm just like, I love this. I'm having a great time, you know? Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just it satisfies the inner child in me. Mm-hmm. But doing it for some time now, like actually developing my own roles for. Probably a year and two years now, I believe. I'm not too for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be a lot. And I think it's just like, oh my goodness. Definitely when you get negative, like like I said, back to what I was saying, mm-hmm. get that negative. That's what really been like, yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and just like give it a break for a moment. Mm-hmm. Because you got to be precise. Your chemicals, you don't know when it goes bad. It yeah. just goes bad. 
and stuff like that. It's just, I can't keep honestly going through this and end up messing up. Definitely if I want to take it more professionally, like, I don't got time to take errors like that. Yeah, it's true. Because I'd be like, nah, it'd just be very bad for me. I just can't. And just really leave me like high and dry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but kudos to you for actually going in and doing that and like sniffing whatever drug is going okay. on in there. Cause, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I worry I for you. <laughs> I don't mind the smell. Like it's it's strong. It's, it's not the strong. smell. It's the effects of the smell. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to somebody who's a sniffing as a kid. So well, I'm, I'm fine. That's a different thing. <laughs> I guess that's a that's a nice high. <laughs> oh man, like I don't mind that. Like I sniff gasoline and everything. Like I mean, I probably have like some really bad lungs when I get older. But live fast, sniff glue. That's the same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So you work behind and in front of the camera. So specifically, because you are a model, as they say, how has modeling helped you in shooting other people? So how modeling helped me shooting other people, um, it gave me confidence more Mm -hmm. than anything. It gave me that real confidence I need. Because sometimes I still catch myself being shy when I meet new people to shoot or people want to talk to me and be like, hey, I want to get some work done. Like, it kind of gets me nervous a little bit, but modeling definitely opened that up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just really just just posing and just being really confident. Just like, just knowing like, yeah, I, I got this. Like, right. Just really having like that upbeat spirit. How do you make other people like that you can tell are uncomfortable in front of the camera how do you kind of relax them try to just interact with them talk to them that's mm-hmm. how like i learned like basically like it rubbed off of me photographers that i worked with and they yeah just strike conversations just like really just like talk to you really get to know you rather than like hey like just angle this take this like then bounce like really get to know people really like people interesting i love hearing people's stories i love to talk to people mm-hmm that's what really kind of like opened up for me just really just like talking to people mm-hmm. you know, I'm a real people's person but also homebody as well so it's, I don't know how that mix <laughs> I mean it I feel like uh, it can make sense you know what I mean like you uh your spirit you're available to other people mm-hmm. you know what I mean and, and curious about other people but at the same time like you're trying to protect your own energy yeah I mean I do come across some people that's like very questionable. Really? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, anybody. Did you not get that at all? Like mm-hmm. at all? You're very, you're very uh, screening, you know? Yeah. Smiling, having a good time. I mean, cause my high is life. Mm. Like my mother said, like it's nothing real. And like, that glue. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really just admire life. I really enjoy it. Even while I'm feeling bad, I still keep a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to sit here and act like I, I don't go through things like everyone else. Like, of course. I definitely do. It's a lot that I actually deal with on a daily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for a fact that at the end of the day, God is the one who always got me. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, <laughs> I be trying to help people as best as possible and stuff like that. But I always got to remind myself, like, 
just keep a smile on your face mm -hmm. and understand that I'm not Jesus. I can't save you. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, I can lead you to water. It's up to you if you want to drink it. But I'm definitely, for say, like, I'm really questionable at times. I ain't even question my own self. I'm like, I'm always smiling. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, I'm always smiling. Like, I don't know. Even in just, like, situations where it's supposed to be serious, I just catch myself smiling. Oh, I think that's just, because uh, I do that as well. I think it's just nervous energy, honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you're very spiritual. You have a lot to give. Not to say that I don't know every aspect of you. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. You know, I feel like I've seen the people that you've shot, you know? Like, they're all such different people. You know what I mean? And it takes a very specific you. person to be able to interact with every kind of person. You know? But, like I said... I still be shy. Yeah. That's that's like my main character is like definitely meeting new people. I still be shy. Mm -hmm. But everyone I came across and actually shy, lovely people. Of course. Admire them all. They all have real love and they're all genuine to the heart okay. and cool. I have to ask you something. What's up? What is your, and you have shot me, but exclude me, myself out of it because I already know that I'm the best, like the best one that you've ever shot. <laughs> but um, what has been like your most favorite? And I know it's like choosing a child, but like your best, like you, you see this work and you're like, this was it. Like I just had the best outcome out of it. Um, I'm trying. I would probably say my favorite photo that I ever shot was Ferragamo. Yeah, Lady Ferragamo at um, Summer in the Carolinas last year. Was it the... Was it the lady with the grills? grills. Yeah, yes. I love that one. Oh, that was my favorite headshot ever. Like, she wasn't even expecting it. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like, I didn't ask her to take that photo. I just took that photo. Mm -hmm. Because it brings more of characteristic to a photo. Mm -hmm. If I asked her to take that photo, she would have probably been more stiff and probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't smile, probably. Mm -hmm. But that's probably one of my favorite photos ever. Yeah, I agree. Like, I love that photo so much. You gotta get a print shop because I want that photo. I need to hang that up in my crib. <laughs> um, okay. Going into our next question, do you feel supported as an artist in Greensboro? Mm, at times, yes. Uh, sometimes I feel like I'm an underdog of the city. Mm. Like, reason why I say that is because I do try to reach out to people. And some people act like they just too good to actually want to work or get things done. I don't mind working with anybody. Mm -hmm. It's just, but also I catch myself not really putting myself out there as n enough neither though. Mm -hmm. Like I get in my head, I'm overthinking. Like I think about it a lot. I do definitely have some supporters though. Yeah. Like my boy Nick. Yeah. Hey, Nick shout Ryan, out. My boy Addy. Definitely one of my favorite favorite brothers down <laughs> in Charlotte. You know, Ike man. Um, there's so many people I can actually like shout out and thank and show so much love on this mm -hmm. just because they showed me so much love. Of course. It's crazy. Um, I know you and, because um, I don't know him at all, but I follow him. Nick, do you guys, does he like inspire you? Yeah, that boy definitely inspired me. I can't even hold you. <laughs> and then, <laughs> him and Addie is like probably like the two people that really like keep me going. Mm hmm. Like, Addy's one of them people that is, like, he's, like, that hype man. Mm. And 
I really admire that man because he really definitely know how to keep a man's spirit up because sometimes I'd be like, man, I don't want to do this no more. He's like, brother, you put so much work in this. You can't yeah. give up. You just can't. Don't stop. Same thing with Nick. Like, we talk about cameras all day. Like, yeah. that, like he needs to stop playing and let's get this media team going because he be BSing. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you about that one. But he good peoples at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Definitely good people. Um, but like I said, I can go through like so many people, so many people. I have love for all. Okay. Um, is there anything? Cause yeah, that covers our um, uh, inspiration. But is there current anything you're currently working on? <laughs> I'm working on a big project right now. Okay. Okay. Let the people know. I am working on a big project, and it's coming to a close now I really need to get a few more but it's about to come to a closure um, follow D underscore P official on IG oh it's that new Pokemon you made yeah the one you yeah, found the other yeah, day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the okay. one you found the other day the one you definitely found the other day um, y'all gonna love this project I can't really exclude too much of it but Everyone definitely love it. It's a lot. Really spent a lot of money and a lot of time into it. I don't really care about the money situation about it, but mm-hmm. just Can a, you give us a tiny hint of what it what it is. Hmm. What I can say is nobody. I don't actually see nobody doing it. So okay. And I actually admire. You put it on a puppet show. So, like that. okay. I can say I admire this type of photography more than any other photography ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I admire it so much to a point. Like, I would actually put down my daily camera just to just shoot that alone. But it's so, it's just so expensive. Mm-hmm. It's just so expensive. You should already know, but it's called the IG. Well, the they don't even got it as the original. I uh. Like the icon no more on IG, the original, original icon. What are you like, talking about? <laughs> you know how like IG about? came out um back in like 2010 or something like that. When it was like the original icon was. The yeah, Polaroid. but I was like nine. Sorry, I'm not like a hundred and eight like you. Oh man. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not that old. But <laughs> old in the spirit, yes. But, okay. It's the Polaroid. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Enough said, enough said. It was a Polaroid icon. Yeah. I love Polaroid so much, and I would put that before any other camera. And also, a lot of people shoot that thing. A lot of people don't shoot Polaroids no more. Like, you'll see, like, some people, like, if you're actually a photographer, like, you would probably see, like, somebody just only one and probably take some and just friends and family, but mm-hmm. nothing really, like, professional. The only person I know who actually really takes photos with it on like a fashion base is Cam Hicks. I remember mm-hmm. talking to him and stuff like that. And he was telling me about like some of the stuff that when it comes to some of his work, like it was this one photo that he took. So that photo was just so magnificent. He took a on, on a Polaroid 760, he said. Well, no, it was an SX7. Mm-hmm. And it was a girl in a red dress. And when I tell you that photo is 
one of my favorites of his. Mm-hmm. And it was another one that he took when he was in um, Fashion Week in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was with Virgil. For Virgil, because he, he was telling me that like, Virgil like actually wanted him to shoot around that time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's what pretty much gave him that spotlight. He took it, he was on the behind the scenes with Polaroid the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just behind the scenes, had a fashion show like taking Polaroids. And I was like, huh, that's actually interesting. Like, it gives a different feel, it gives more authentic look as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're not really, it's like just snap, you go. You don't know, like, probably like a few minutes you would know what happens. But other yeah. than that, it's just like, it's just a, a stop emotion. Like, you never see it again. Mm-hmm. Never again, unless you just got the actual print. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? That yeah. negative, you can scan, do all that every day. You can give it to your friends that Polaroid. I mean, you can do the same thing, but it's nothing like actually holding a box of a memory. Right, right. And that's what the project I'm working on. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. It sounds super intriguing, I'm not gonna lie. Um, okay, my next question for you is what's the password to your website? Because I was trying to do some research. I was like, I got to ask this man questions, and I can't get into your website. Everybody want to know the password and website. I'd have so many people, like, a month asking, like, a handful of people, what's your password, what's your password? I can't give that information out at this exact moment. Okay, Nikki, but hear me out, right? What is the website for (laughs) that no one can access it? Well, if you was... um, you probably do know about it. around the time like like I don't think yeah early last year I kind of actually not even took it down but it was actually back in two years ago I was just start from there two years ago is when I started the website mm-hmm. I was promoting my my work and my photography but. I put it on pause. I stopped. I basically took it, like put that password up probably sometime last year. Mm-hmm. I haven't worked on it since. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is I wanna, what this is. It's like I put a pause on it. Oh. Like when I come back, and I will come back very soon. Mm-hmm. It's just I have so many other things I have to work on right now. But I will definitely give the password actually i'm gonna just take the password down so people can actually see it oh my god so i'm gonna just take it down but this is a revolutionary it moment. might be up before the end of the year who knows no i'm going to use this podcast to peer pressure <laughs> taking the password down oh, so we can all see your work so hopefully after this podcast comes out people will be like hey man i have to drop that password like, yeah release that mm-hmm. like because i know for a fact Addie used to constantly ask me for that password bro what's your password yeah. Number one person that used to ask me every day, bro, give us the password. Do it for Addy, man. He, want, he wants to know. Yeah, I'm going to have to do it for Addy. Soon, soon, Um. Okay. So, la- my last question for you, and I think I'm going to make this a habit of every podcast, is to end with a hot take. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. Um, a hot take is a controversial opinion. It could be as something as specific as you believe pineapple belongs in pizza. Or it could be something as specific as you're like, God, everyone should be nudist. And like, why is, does everyone wear clothes? This is all just a system and we're in the matriarch. So, or matrix. 
So it could be either. You don't need to say something that's going to completely. <laughs> oh, no, I'm about to say something. Oh, Questions okay, 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 go off. But no, first thing is, mm-hmm. I never do belong with people. It does, and I agree with you. Yeah, I'm going to start with that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to be real, you know, for a fact, if we all just stop the job, like, we would just stop working. Mm-hmm. What, what, what can they honestly do? Mm. Mm. I don't know. Exactly. Because money makes the world go around. It does. Let's actually stop and stop working and see if it actually stops. <laughs> Everyone, we're going on a labor strike. <laughs> it starts now. <laughs> Everyone quit their job. No, but for real, the great resignation. That's a, that's a big thing that's happening. Everyone's, like, quitting their jobs. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, what, what, honestly, what they going to do? They going to start literally knocking people's doors down and start killing us because they ain't working? Like, like this honestly going to work. Like, if they can't, it's like, they, they kick us all out of a house, we all out of a house. Yeah. At the end of the day. But then you got the Richies. You know what I'm saying? What are they going to do? They're just going to go. Money ain't going to be a you thing. You got the trust fund babies. They're, they're the real, like, not working. You know what I mean? Oh, man. No, you got to work. We can't all be called Brad and, you know, have a trust fund. I can't. I'm working on it. It sucks, though, that <laughs> we have to work like this. Definitely if you're an artist. It is. It's grueling. It, it definitely hurts. Yeah. I mean, all day, every day, you just want to fart. But you can't have the content to think that you want to make fame and riches off of it. No, you, you definitely can't go into nah, that because then you're not going to make anything real. No, nah, because at the end of the day, it's like, is that truly your heart mm-hmm. is that truly what you want because I know for a fact to be an artist like I don't care for money I don't care for the fame I don't care for none of it I do it for free most of my shoots like yeah free <laughs> that's a wild thing I tell people people think I'll be judging anytime I say something I'm for real about it mm-hmm. I be telling people even like on Twitter if you follow my Twitter I really be giving deals and stuff like I lose don't mind giving away stuff. Yeah. Like, you remember that one time? I was yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. dead serious about giving you my uh, F3 for $20. Like. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but, like, I do personally believe that you should start charging for your shoots because you have a quality talent, you know what I mean? And you're editing it on top of that, which is, that's yeah. your, you need to understand that you need to pay, people need to pay for labor, though. Oh, yeah, like value your artists like um a, a tattoo artist or uh or a whatever a photographer or model like respect their rates you know what i mean yeah i respect people's rates all the time it's like i went like even when i come to my friends and their art i'm gonna knock them down right mm-hmm. like hey can you do this just because like we cool and stuff like that i've seen that stuff happen so many times and how friendship in about that like you know, mm-hmm. i respect my friends prices that's what they that's what yeah. they want. I don't mind paying that. But me, at the end of the day, even my friends, like, you tell me, like, you need a charge. I'm like, bro, you know, I don't care. Mm. I don't care. This is just who I am. I just, like, take photos. Like, I'm just like, um, I dream of, I dream of no labor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You've heard that before when people are just, like, want a smooth brain, but just no thoughts up there. And just, I don't want to do work. I just want to. Like. It goes back to what we were saying in the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just about, like, literally when it comes to me, I like to really honestly trade for service. 
Oh yeah. Have you, what photo? have you done with that? Mm, some I came across some people who actually don't mind trading for photo for a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, some people actually don't mind it. And I really wish it could be that simple. Mm-hmm. So your hot take is that we should all stop working and then switch to a bartering system. Exactly. Like Okay, I agree with you. Y'all make money of God. Like that's like yeah. people make money of God definitely when it comes to like as you are always like, oh, I gotta get paid. And like, you be a fiend when it comes to them. Like, yeah. why though? It's like, it's your art at the end of the day. Like, if somebody don't mind trading you for work. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. Dude. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all made money to God. Like, like, I love that. It's crazy out here. Like, oh. And I just, I, I love a bargaining system. I like to barter with people. I, I, like, I like to make deals. I like to give people opportunities. You haggling? Do you haggle at the farmer's market? Do you haggle with the bagel guy at the farmer's market? I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> Man has would. my heart, but I'm sorry. You're charging too much for challah. Sorry yeah, about that. I definitely would. Yeah, I definitely would. But sometimes you have to because people in the just be like. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. know what you mean. Like, <laughs> oh, anyway, I could get in. I could get yeah, into a, a tall, yeah. so many examples. Um, Nikki, where can the audience find you? You can find me. Well, I'll give you my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Nikki underscore Shawnee. Same thing as IG. I don't get on TikTok much. I will start putting my little short clips I make on there. Mm-hmm. Those are two places I really be. If you really want to try to get to know me and actually get to see different types of art of mine and what really inspires me, you can follow my mood board. Show oh. underscore football. On Pinterest? Mm, on, on IG as well, but you oh, can follow okay. my uh, Pinterest as well. It's Nikki underscore Sean. That's pretty much everything. Okay, so. amazing, Nikki. I've loved having you on the pod. Well, thank you, Shay. Of course. Um, Be sure to go and check Nikki out on all of the socials he just dropped. And this has been Hot Sexy Fly. See y'all next pod.